became best friends. I love you. Oh, I'm super comfortable now. Are you? You can see my visual spatial working memory issues. I don't know what you're talking about yet because we haven't unfolded That's true. the assessment results. Oh, so. yeah. All right. Okay, so I just have to say, um, hi, Allison. There it is. Hi, Matt. We can't we can't start a podcast without those two words and exactly that inflection. Hi, Allison. I'm very excited about today's podcast. Uh, wow, because see. today marks the second guest that has ever been had on ADHD 20, which is a podcast that tries to find the correlation of ADHD and RPGs. Yes. You know, I love this because it's season two, yes. episode two, yes. second guest ever. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know my birthday is 2-2? Two, two? No. It's no. February 2nd. Stop it. And I'm turning now 44 we're... this year, which are multiples oh. of two and two. Oh, my. Okay. My okay. Soul. Okay. <laughs> Mind blown. Show over. Can't go on. That's it. Just kidding. Everything's That's connected. Even... Well, that is Everything, weird, actually. Everywhere. Just... All at once. Yep. I love it, though. So happy they got nominated. I know. Me too. I know too. Do you want to, you guys want to just like spend the entire <laughs> hour talking about that movie? Everything, everyone, yes. all at once? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's be very ADHD and not and just avoid the task at hand completely. And yeah. we'll do it next time. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> I love it. You know, we know who our beautiful, intelligent, yes, funny guest mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Uh, our listeners just are hearing this voice from beyond. Uh, yes. Sarah, please, please introduce yourself. Tell us. Tell us. You know, what kind of topics, topics do you like? Oh, friends, I have a d- undergrad in musical theater. I have a graduate degree in special education. I'm like really into love and not like in the like surface love that a lot of times people get caught in. But like everything's connect, like everything everywhere all at once love. Yeah. You, you've all seen it. Yeah. That's real. And I'm like mm-hmm. trying to tap into that in every conscious way I possibly can. It really helps. Mm-hmm. That doesn't tell you very much about me. It actually does. That's actually a pretty good <laughs> intro to my friend. So I, I have known yeah. Sarah since we were both very young. Uh, she is also a Winston-Salemite. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which you call Winston if you're from there. And uh, the moment I remember is we had Krispy Kreme together. and We were all sitting outside. And I was already in the rock band uh, at that moment. And you guys, I think so. I think loved. Amy just said, "Hey, you want to go to Krispy Kreme?" Yeah. I was like, "Cool, man! I love Krispy Kreme." Amy dude. was the coolest. She is the she coolest. Is. She's the coolest. We used to. We were teenagers, and you were our favorite band. And we would bake cookies for you before the show <laughs> and bring them back, like the nerdiest, dorkiest you can think of. Yeah. Um, because we loved your art, and we loved you because of your art. So that's it's so and it's Aww. like. You know, Allison, how you're like, I was a fan first. So sitting here talking to y'all is like, what's my life right now? I mean, same. I do say that often, that if I could go back and explain to 19-year-old Allison what's coming in about 20 years, she wouldn't believe me. And I'm guessing 19-year-old Sarah wouldn't. No, it is the truth that like every seven years, all our cells regenerate and we become a whole new being. But our biocomputers remember Mm. our old beings. Yeah. 
So there's a lot of disconnect sometimes with people's like emotional state of being on reconciling that that was like the old operating system. Wow. Yeah, you've upgraded. You've ascended your new levels. Something I'm actively working on is how to assess the changes that I want to make, but then also honoring your former self for getting you that far. So it's okay to say you were really loud and really obnoxious for a long time. And that's the way that you protected yourself. And that's the way that you carried yourself. But now is the time to start listening to other people self and not hate on the former, you know, tendencies too. So when you're talking to yourself in your head, it's what am I saying to myself? Both out loud, I mean, if you talk out loud to yourself like I do, or to, to yourself in your head like, oh, I'm so dumb, I shouldn't have done that. Stop that. Do the work to stop that. Lovingly. Don't be like, I'm so stupid. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm, oh, I'm so mad at myself. Like, it becomes this rolling yes. ball down the hill of I feel guilt and shame for the thing that I'm trying to change, and that does not help in the ascension away from it. Yeah. So. Because you're moving down. You're doing the work, yeah. Allison. Good. Good for you. Oh, she's doing the work. Well, and it sure. starts It starts with setting the intention of I'm going to recognize when I do it. Cueing people to help you. So Matt is one of my helpers. Well, he will in a moment say, I need to stop you right there. That wasn't nice self-talk. And then again, it's the learning. So I said something mean to myself. I'm not going to harp. I'm not going to sit with that. I'm just going to choose some different words and keep moving forward. And every time it does get a little easier to the point where you used to say, I'm so nervous, I'm so anxious. So it's just rewiring myself instead of saying, I'm so anxious about this to say, I'm so excited Uh about this. It's the same feeling in my body. I'm just choosing a different word for it actively by setting that intention that I would notice when I'm talking about being nervous. Absolutely. Genius. You're genius. I'm so ready to to get nerdy with all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I don't want to stop it. Of but, why you're here? But we do need to roll some dice. Sarah, I, I think you should. I think you should get the yes. first roll today. And remind me, you have or have not played any D and D. I've been begging Matt, but he's busy. I, I'm busy, but, but I'm busy too. It's okay. But one of my themes, to, to your point, is to play more this year. And I've I've uh, I've been talking. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been trying to work it out. Anyway, these are the, the ones that you can choose from first. So while you do that, I'll, I'll finish the story of the weirdness of then how we got reconnected as adults through the. Yes. This is going to actually fit into a D and D world which is we met, again, through the Chicago improvisational scene. And then we were like, oh, my God, I know you. What? And then, and now we're neighbors. We're neighbors. We're down the street. It's it's a beautiful story. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous story. It's really wonderful. Okay. Oh. 65. 65 is good. Let's go. Interestingly enough, so this is actually the question Matt had last week. Synchronicities. My goodness. So... Your question is, for the second time, if you could live in any fantasy location, where would you choose? I mean, like Middle Earth. Look at it. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. Look at it. it. It's got everything, yo. It has great terrain. (laughs) Or where do do the elves come from? So let's yes and this. So you live in Middle Earth. And I think you just answered the question for me. But do you want to be an elf? Are you a hobbit? Or like, are you a dwarf? Are you a goblin? Mm -hmm. But a nice one. You're totally a You're so elf. Like a nice one. You're such a wise, magical, ethereal being that I'm buying mm-hmm. all of it. I think you might actually be an elf. I'm not going to go full Grimes or anything and get those ears, <laughs> but... Oh, bless your heart, Grimes. <laughs> the nerd force is bless strong with this one, and I am here for it. Oh, good. good. Um, like, seriously, I'm in nature when I'm like, what matters? Nature. 
when I'm like, I can't, I'm dying emotionally, I need help, I don't know what I... If I go on a walk, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. If I could be a doctor, I would be like, what's wrong? Okay, if you can, go on a walk. <laughs> uh, Allison, I'm going to have to pause for a second and, and get the D100 link from you. I, You know what I need to do is I need to add it to Slack oh. as a hot... I'm going to do it right as we do this. Yeah, it's in a big... So if I copy the link and then I go to uh, Text Expander, that's good. And then I'm going to close it. So now when I do... I do you want to, well, do want to point well, out that like how Matt is talking through his processes right now is playing to... I mean, his strength, which is why y'all's scores are so good. Oh, spoiler alert. So good. I will say Matt and I are nothing if not self-aware. Like, we have definitely honed processes that Especially work for this us year. and figured <laughs> out. That is the beauty yeah. of the self-awareness is as soon as you've, like, our onion selves, as soon as you've uncovered one level of awareness, there's, like, whole new yeah. ones that you're like, whoa. <laughs> Oh. oh, and the, yep. the trending yep. towards awe and wonder as opposed to guilt and shame is where. Oh, trending towards awe <laughs> and wonder. I want to <laughs> bottle up the way that I felt when I heard you say that for the first time and remember it always and forever. <laughs> that should be on my oh, gravestone. Trend towards, towards awe and wonder. Trending towards <laughs> awe that. and wonder. Okay. Uh, I am a 31. 31. If you could give Matt, Allison, or our guest a superhero name, what would it be and why? We've never gotten this one. You just you just set us up for it, Sarah. I, I officially dub the Awe and Wonder what? Woman. What? <laughs> I just leveled up. I mean, that just... And then your thing's vibrating. Oh Level up. Crap, that was so good. Fireworks. <laughs> that was so yeah, that was I was that was all you. You set that right up, and I just spiked it over the bat. Perfect. We're best friends. America. I know it. God bless. <laughs> I, it. I told Matt. I was like, I'd be really good friends with Allison when I meet her. Yep, she did say that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And here we are. We're dancing. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Oh yeah. I gotta get the. And dancing I'm going to, going. of course, use my new guys. Pop pop. Sixty four. That's one less than sixty five. Sixty four. <laughs> oh, I love this question for you specifically, Matthew Bivens. Aside from D&D, what's the nerdiest thing oh, about man. you? Yeah, there's no one thing, but pick your favorite nerdy thing about yourself since you have so many. Well, it, yeah, it has to it has to be. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> show of hands, how many people watch videos on YouTube about Obsidian or Notion or Airtable for fun? I watch about Obsidian, the stone, because I'm into rocks. So, you know. <laughs> well, that'll yes. also be nerdy. <laughs> I think rock crystals are far cooler than PKMs, but I think um, that's probably the nerdiest thing. Would you Would you agree? I would agree. Okay. So. Well, I think that now we get to dive right on into the meat and potatoes. Yes. So here, I'll, I'll give a little backstory here. Sarah has been working uh, very hard. On all the things that she's mentioned before, just uh, self-wise. And in doing so, there's a new job. There was a time where she was in a job that she deeply loved and was not giving her what she needed, and she moved on. And I think it's it's still a process and a search. Always. But I tell you one thing, dude. You are on the right track. 1,000%. Like, 
This one? So nice. To this one and that so one nice actually you. pointing to Allison. I think y'all, the two of you absolutely are, you know, most grab the bull by the horns moving forward, changing the things about that they that they did not love and moving forward and better. And Sarah, too. And she has a job where she helps people, and especially neurospicy people. That's my job. And uh, so we're we're rooting for her to dive more into that, maybe even on a more personal level. I have three personal clients Yes, now. three. Three? <laughs> three. I had one last week, and now I have three. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. I mean, come on. It is amazing. And through work. It's manifestation, too. Alice. It is. It's just, you're like... <gasps> It's happening. It's happening. You're like in awe and wonder of it. You're like, I'm I'm doing this. And the more it happens, the better you feel. And the better you feel, the higher your vibration. And the higher your vibration, the more that you're pulling in all of your hopes and dreams and magic and wishes. So So, when you got this newer job, Mm -hmm. you had access to this cognitive assessment report. Yes. And uh, this this report put out by Cambridge? It's a computerized, standardized assessment of cognitive functioning. And it's by Cambridge Brain Science. Brain Science, yes. Cambridge did all of the norming. I mean, test stuff is so nerdy. If you want to get a master's degree, you can just go into assessments. But I I wanted y'all to take it because I've been listening to the podcast. And I was like, oh, these are crazy, awesome, nerdy adults that probably love data. And when you can get data about your what your brain is doing, because we're not always conscious of that, it can be very powerful. And it can be like aha moments of like, oh, yeah, this totally connects to the way I do this. And it's, again, bringing another layer of that onion of awareness and power. Power! I love it. (laughs) The funny thing, of course, is that you had to send me a link to this test three times (laughs) because, well, when you click on the link, I was always excited to do it. But it says this is going to take you 45 minutes. And you gotta be, you gotta it's lock scary. yourself down into a basement yeah. and it, don't it talk to anybody. And, you know, and I, and I said, okay, I can do that. But then it's just hard for me to sit down and, and actually do it until I decided to body double pair with my friend Allison. And then we got it done. And uh, it is fascinating. And if, and you, you gave me all kinds of warnings. Like, hey, I did. I was look, annoying to you. You're gonna get I stressed like, out. It's okay. I just took it again and I wanna tell you this. <laughs> It depends, like, the day, the time of day. I, nothing about my brain likes a standardized test. I don't think that's neurospicy. I just think human that's nature. human nature, by the way. So Matt and I, at the same time, we, we got onto a mm-hmm. Slack huddle. We both yeah. went on mute, so we couldn't hear or see each other because we got this, you know, yeah. warning that you can't be distracted while you do this. You have to shut everything down. And immediately I hate it. Like I can feel I'm not a very grounded in my own body person. I a lot of therapists have not liked this about me. They're like, how do you feel in your body right now? And I'm like, what does my body have to do with my brain? Let's keep talking about my thoughts, right? So like, it, but in my body, I can feel the anxiety rising like lava mm-hmm. into my throat. And, and I hated it with every ounce of my being, except for I knew that Matt was on the other side mm-hmm. of the mute button feeling mm-hmm. the same way. And there was some level of like, we're in this together and there's a reason that we're doing this. And that is what yeah. got me through the brain assessment. What incredible feedback. Like at any part of a test, even like the how you're prepping or how you feel about it are like huge data points that are not 
usually talked about in standardized assessments, like when they give you the report. It's very technical. Yep. Oh, yeah. man. I was like <laughs> getting ready for the podcast. I was like, how am I going to talk about this? Yeah. Um, especially because I had asked Allison if she wanted the results before. And she was like, no, reveal, reveal on the podcast. And I was no. like, yes, definitely. draw. I love it. Oh, the drama. And then I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yep. Because I would never, as a professional, sit down with two people and give friends and give them their scores publicly the together. Public. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't care about that for sure. Um, and I, I didn't think y- y'all are doing this podcast to bring people into the fold and, like, show vulnerability and talk about it, which helps it helps everybody to feel like oh, I'm not. I'm not alone in these things that I feel like ah, about. There's other people that experience that, maybe yeah. in different ways, but we're mm-hmm. in the same boat. Yeah. So I, I like that. By the way, I will mention, I because I, I feel like I was just very negative about it the was, test. It was. Even though I'm, I'm loving all this and it's it's brought us together. But I love an assessment. I am an Enneagram 7. I am somewhere between a D and an I on a DISC assessment. I am ENFP. <laughs> I am a woo and Gallup. Like, I, we can sit here all day and talk about all the different assessments. I love them. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I don't understand anything Allison just said. So maybe that's the no, nerdiest thing. It about was her. wonderful. I did. I got okay, it. Good. I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel the same. Like, I felt <laughs> the same when I was taking the test. And I feel the same about the data. It's like, oh, OK, I need this. Well, then give give Allison exactly what she needs for this. I want to see her sparkle in the unveiling of all of these answers. So I don't want to be too long, but I want to say that I want to put forth a little bit of my feelings about standardized tests. I was a teacher for 10 years, and part of the reason that I was like, I cannot do this. Mm-hmm. For, for kids with special needs. Yeah. I cannot do this. Right. It's because standardized tests are the only measure that mm. they do of growth. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this mm-hmm. kid executive functioning wise has grown like incredible amounts. It does not show on this particular standardized test. And a standardized test like any informal or formal assessment is just literally one pop of time. What is your holistic right. being functioning at that moment? So you can't take it as an mm-hmm. absolute. Again, the fluid, the flow, the fluid. We're not, we're not ever static. That's how I know we're in the matrix. None of this mm-hmm. is real. I will also say it's kind of like writing a song or setting up a session in in the game where it's like that moment of time and people say, "Oh, you wrote that song about me." No, I didn't. I wrote the song about a moment. This mm-hmm. is all. Everything's connected. Yeah. yeah. And. What I want to say is that besides the ones that you're overdeveloped in, so you both have above average subscores, that it's a huge celebration because all of your scores, even the lower ones, are within the average range. So none of your, I know, there there it is. And Still I should have average. had like more aplomb Still with average that, average. but like oh, your yes. average. But here is the other thing, and I have to read this. Since you have both been officially diagnosed with ADHD and have been working both unconsciously and consciously for your entire lives to build the strategies to aid you in functioning, I would say that both of your outcomes are, like, incredibly positive in general. You've worked hard to be functioning within the average for your gender and age range, and that alone is to be celebrated. So if we didn't talk about the rest of this at all, didn't dive in, it's just a huge celebration, period. We have to celebrate this, y'all. Yay! <laughs> and we're done. End of episode. You're, a- you're average. That's so informative. Thank you. Thank you.
Right. Which I hope is good to hear because, again, yeah, I, I like felt the same about my test scores. In one, one of the um, the topics that I, I need to research more on and understand better is this the rejection sensitive dysphoria oh, RSD, aspect yes, of yes. ADHD. I was feeling it hard mm-hmm. taking the test. You know, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm dumb. Like, this is the point where Sarah's like, it's so bad. I don't even want to tell you about it. And Matt's like, I can't be your friend anymore. <laughs> Uh, from a dumb standardized test, you know, <laughs> like that's where my brain and and where I've grown is understanding my brain's going to have the thoughts that it wants to have. I can't stop those, but it's how I choose to respond and say, you know what, actually. So hearing I'm completely average is best news well, ever because I was I was not completely otherwise. average oh. and I didn't hit that hard enough. We like celebrated the average, but you both have s- scores that are in the above average range. Because there's 12 subtests, I decided to break it down like this, y'all. I picked the top three of each of yours, and then I picked the bottom three, and I aggregated the data, which is great because y'all have many similarities and, of, of course, differences. But I was like, let's focus on the similarities for talking about strengths and how to build up the the lowest area. Literally for all of us, all three of us scored the lowest on the same subsection really? wow and y'all scored the exact same score wow weird <laughs> yeah. but i don't want to start with low because yeah. that's the other thing is sure. a lot of times uh, standardized tests are like you're fine you're fine except for this you're really bad at this yeah. and it's like no the first we have to spend a lot of attention on what is above average because your strengths are what you use to build up the areas where you those are the work. wins yes mm-hmm. okay so you have to think of this test as your character generation mm. rolling dice for your characters attributes ding, 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 ding. <laughs> okay i was like oh this is great okay, okay. and you're right. born with those so it really is like rolling you're like you don't have a choice you roll the die and that's what your your attribute is but mm-hmm. your strategies so are like your magic ring or sword that give you the plus. So, oh and a magic ring or sword that would work for one particular character might not work for another. And that's the same with strategies. Yes. Is we, we can share strategies and it's like, that's great, mm-hmm. let me try it. Well, that one doesn't really work for me. Sometimes let me you keep have to looking. attune. Yes, attune. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm already, I'm okay. So I love it. I'm here okay. for it. Okay. So, I'm going to start with uh, Allison and your top three <sighs> scores. Your verbal reasoning is as good as or better than 86% of the population this was normed on. That's huge. It's really, really high. And this was the only one that I was like, when I took this it, is, I was like, I got it. this one. I, I knew what this one was measuring, and then I nailed it. It speaks to your, again, self-awareness of your strengths is so, is so important, Allison. It's what's helping all the growth and inner work that you're doing. The grammatical reasoning subtest, I'm going to explain it real quick. When y'all were taking it, this is the test that had a circle and a square, and you had to put true or false, mm-hmm. and it would say, this the circle is smaller than the square, and you had mm-hmm. to put true or false. Mm-hmm. And so it shows that you are incredibly good at the ability to quickly understand and make valid conclusions about concepts expressed in words. So, Allison, that was your top, toppest one. The next one is kind of this one of all of the subtests because there are 12. And it's so (laughs) it's so strange when you're like, wow, this is one of the best ones. This is great. 
But I knew this is the other part. I was like, oh, yeah, I can tell this about Allison. She comes into the podcast and is like, we're doing this. This is now part of how we're building this. This is built <laughs> and it's this way. And you're you're building a structure, you're right. building a routine, mm-hmm. which is beautiful and so good. Mm-hmm. Deductive reasoning. You're in the 72nd percentile. Oh, Deductive reasoning right. is logic. You're really good at logic. The next one is working memory. And that was the 63rd percentile. You're very good at holding stuff in your short-term memory to be able to apply it to your deductive reasoning. And you're probably using your verbal reasoning to strengthen all of that. So those are your top three. The lowest three, which I will reiterate, are still within the average. So it's like nothing to be like, oh, the lowest three are visual spatial working memory. Mm. And that is no surprise. a measure of the ability to remember information about objects in space. This relates directly to the example you were giving about your body not being a thing when you're working in your brain. Mm-hmm. And Matt, I'm going to jump the boundary I've made and be like, Matt, yours is also the lowest. It's yeah. the same as hers. Exactly. And you, I know you've talked about like bumping into stuff and, mm. and feeling clumsy. And that wow. is directly related to this area. And it's the lowest one. Meaning that y'all have already, to be in the average, you all already do work to function within the average of this range, but it is low. And knowing that Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, that's also my lowest area. So I started to look at uh, the other tests that I've given and be like, is this typically a really low area for people with ADHD? And it's true. It is. Wow. Matt, your yeah. top three scores, first was working memory, 83rd percentile. Mm-hmm. So you can, you have that information and can use it like adept, quickly, wonderful. Interesting. Working memory, okay. Mm-hmm. Your verbal reasoning, 82nd percentile. So very high, like in in sync with. Okay. Allison. So that, that obviously has nothing to do with uh, 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 stumbling over words or I, as long as I get to the point, then it's going to be... The reasoning itself is sound, even if, as it gets out of my mouth, it's not clear, concise, uh, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. Everything (laughs) that you just said. Everything I just barely said. Your third area is response inhibition, and that is the Mm. ability to put to the side things that aren't relevant to the task that you are focusing on. Whoa! One of the things that Matt is great at is knowing that he's not good mm. at that and like and stopping it. So I will try. I will try to do the work that I'm doing and listen to you and fail at both. Matt will just block me out and be like, I, I'm not listening to you right now. I'm only and that's I'm very new. Yeah. You have you can see the outcome of your work mm-hmm. right there, and it's yeah. like really gratifying to yeah. be like, I'm bad at this, but look, I'm I'm like literally using strategies. Wow. So uh, let me pause and be like, hey, how you, how do you feel? What's your reactions? Well, I was wondering if, well, just like, just because this is the intersection of ADHD and, <laughs> you know, Dungeons and Dragons. So the the two, I'll just, we'll just go the two highest for me, working memory and verbal reasoning. There's three that kind of pop out. There's There's a charisma score an intelligence score, and a wisdom score. Now, those are very super broad, would mm-hmm. you say, Allison? This is, yeah. You could probably have the, the working memory attribute. But I wonder if if one of them might be considered charisma. Oh. Or would you say no? Or would well, you say more wisdom and more intelligence? And wisdom is more... 
Wizard. Intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit Mary. salad. Is the way that I was trained to do these scores. <laughs> say, the, say that one more time. Intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Amen. Unless, you know, it might be So good. intelligence is more like learned, yeah. book smart. Emotional. Wisdom is more Emotional common sense. Right. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I, I would put verbal reasoning straight into charisma, though, because of your because charisma is where persuasion right. lives. It's where intimidation yes. lives. It, all of those different Confidence. things where you can use your verbal reasoning to both get yourself into pickles and mm-hmm, back out of mm-hmm. them. Which I think Matt and I are yes. both great at and doing. Socially, it makes you very socially adept, no matter how you're feeling about social experiences. Mm-hmm. Yes. It makes you there's makes Matt you right there at them. It's, it's masking. masking. Even if we're having shitty days, like other people will have no idea because we've gotten so good at reading the room and adapting ourselves to it instead of expecting people yes. to adapt to us. So working memory would then be that would be closer to intelligence, right? Because that's not as emotional. And they're all connected. Like sure. working memory. Yeah, that's why it's not a one to one. Deductive but... reasoning because you need all those pieces to make logical choices mm-hmm. about planning and into the way you're going to move forward. Interesting. And then another high one for you, Akay, was was it working memory. That's the oh, that thing. was that was the other Work, yeah, working memory. deductive reasoning were your high ones. Okay, so uh, high charisma, high intelligence. Mm-hmm. What is that? Warlock? What was Cleric. that? No, Cleric. clerics aren't very charismatic. Is that true? That would be Yeah, they don't need to be uh, but they're high intelligence. They are high intelligence. They need they need a lot of wisdom. Honestly, paladin. Paladin, sure. Paladin could go high wisdom, high intelligence, but you could absolutely do a build of high charisma, uh-huh. high intelligence. Paladin, and and that's the other thing too is that high charisma doesn't have to mean right. likable. And and that is the class that I've, I think that you would be in real life. Paladin. There's just something. There's something about how how passionate you get about things, and that to me is what that to me is what paladins are. Passionate. Passionate. Certainly the charismatic part. Okay, I like that. The, the ultimate fangirl, what yes. can I say? Yeah, exactly. Tell me a little more about visuospatial processing again. Oh, goodness. And this is where I was like, okay, I need to have good notes on this. Visual spatial working memory. Okay, so it means you're a strong, maybe visual learner, okay. but not great at... It. The <gasps> processing means that... Okay, I'm, I'm trying to put it in the most real example as possible. So if you have a, a mess in front of you, uh-huh. you you realize it's a mess and you could have a plan for fixing it. Mm-hmm. But the working memory part makes that challenging. So you feel strong. You realize there's doom piles. OK, <laughs> you could you have strategies for that. Your working memory is there's a doom pile. I got to do this, and the doom pile sits. Oh my god! So I I said this for all mm-hmm. for all of us since this is our lowest score. The visual spatial memory is this can be reasons for your mess, your doom piles, physical organization of items, and clumsiness. Wow, that which sucks. tracks I know, and it's why I like I've had many conversations with my more neurotypical friends about my mess. You know, because they, they, they don't, don't understand. They're like, just just clean it. Poor just, and I, I, like, I don't <laughs> I need somebody both to pair with me. Like, I need somebody physically in my space. And in some ways, I need somebody to show me because I'm such a visual learner. Right. I need you to show me because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. But I also think about this in the application of why I have 
taught myself that I am bad at art all these years because I see it in my brain and I have no there's I've always said there is a connection missing from my brain to my hand so I can see the thing that I want to create and what comes out is not good I can't draw a stick figure sometimes and that's that's one of the it is it's directly I because I was like visual spatial working memory is what we all want to improve in so I I went and found a bunch of strategies Mm -hmm. and one of them is to take up art start painting start drawing start practicing that's the thing is and it's it just is logical this will go to your deductive reasoning Allison is that your brain is a muscle and if you want to improve it you have to work out consciously practice that you can't just be like oh I'm putting a lot of attention on it but not doing the thing you have to do the thing to grow the muscle yeah we have talked at length about how if I am not instantly good at something I want nothing to do with it and art is the prime example of this where I I don't see instant lift and Your needle in doesn't results. move fast enough and you're like, this is worthless. I need no. to I need to focus on something where I can move that needle. But those are the spaces you <laughs> And apparently I could be off base on this, but I, I remember somebody in one of our earliest episodes leaving a comment saying this is more prevalent in women. Like the the pressure to get it right, to be good, to be perfect. And so when we are not, I don't know if that's the rejection sensitive dysphoria kicking in or what it is where we are, as women, more apt to leave it behind and go back to something that we do feel more adept with. Absolutely. Mm, Wow. It's wild. I love love this list that you have, nine ways to improve visuospatial working memory. And see, I'm not a genius. I just know how to look up the wonderful research yeah. that people have been doing on this and like my past experiences and put them together and be like, this, this is what we do. Lifehack.org. Okay. Number one, move your body. Mm-hmm. Take a dance class. Take a workout class. Martial arts. Okay. So take a painting or drawing. Okay. I don't know if I told anybody about this, but my mom, but I had this idea kind of around Christmas time. I need to I need to act upon it. How ADHD of me. <laughs> I want to get a typewriter, an old typewriter, and I want to create little micro poetry mm-hmm. and then take pictures of that and like put that on my Instagram. Mm. Like Do that's it. what I want to, to create. So how on brand of me that I want to create art, but with words. Did, but it's it's exactly what what mm. all of us should do is figure out those strong parts and mm-hmm. use them to pull up the parts that we want to grow. Mm. And that's exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mixed media art, even like cutting them out, putting them, taking a picture, all of it, mm-hmm. like even the graphic design portion of it. Yeah. And I have to give Evan credit where credit is due, wanting to push on that. And as Evan is a vastly talented artist, graphic designer. So I went to him a few weeks ago and said, okay, I've kind of got some downtime work-wise. I'd like to work on graphic design. And so he has every morning reminded me to do my studies, which is huge because I need that consistency. And he has been my rock for it. And, you know, then, you know, like waits until I tell him I'm done with my day's lessons, (laughs) asks me what questions I have. He's asked me to teach him things, knowing that like my teaching will reinforce my learning. Like, so find you an Evan Bivens, everybody who is going to support you and pair with you in this very specific way. I'm making Sarah cry. Isn't it so (laughs) beautiful how beautiful beautiful. my friends are? I love it. it. You want that for everybody. You want everybody to set up little communities for yourself. Where you have, you both give mm-hmm. that and you have it from them. And it's beautiful. It is making me mm-hmm. cry. Don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? 
Get, I don't like the next one. I know. I don't like the next Of course one. you don't like it because it pushes <laughs> against that area that you don't feel comfortable with. Ditch your GPS and use a map. Yeah. Absolutely See? not. Yeah. Both of you are like, no, F no. But, yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that's very, like, black and white binary of, like, the, sure. get rid of it. But, like, maybe once in a while, no, be like, right. I'm going to get a map of this museum I've never been to and go try to follow it. Okay. okay mm. Little by, like, that's how you think of attacking these things is, like, I don't want to do that. But, yeah. like, what part of it can you do to grow that you feel comfortable with. Sure. The next one y'all are going to like. Yeah. It's it's play video games. <laughs> Tetris being like the example that they gave of the visual spatial planning of this was going to fall down here and go here. But uh, games in general where you have a map mm-hmm. and a board and yes. different characters moving around. Yes, D&D is, is helpful for growing this area. Yeah! We win! That's, and that's the we genesis. So I can tell you, you all are genius because you started this podcast and that it's it's right. You're correct. Do it. Everybody play D&D right now. Another one is 3D puzzles or Legos or models are helpful Mm -hmm. for building that area. Working with brain teasers, specifically ones involving patterns like Sudoku. Build stuff like Ikea furniture or, again, (laughs) with Legos if you're not going to get into buying furniture and filling your house with it because you build it. Um, Yes, that is. Read books with lots of action and perhaps maps that you have to think about the characters moving around in. So think, huh. think Lord of the Rings. Like, oh, where mm-hmm. is where is this? Where are they traveling to? Okay. Like, and in conjunction with that, they said watching a movie that has a lot of action like Star Wars and then going over where the different scenes went to mm-hmm. are helpful. Okay. Yeah. And learn and practice an instrument. That one is very interesting to me. Learn and practice an instrument. Was I, does that mean that I was inherently drawn to trying to improve my visual spatial by learning instruments? Well, the wonderful thing is music is inspiring. And then that's the thing is like, I don't know. I was drawn to theater. I was dyslexic and the theater helped me become a better reader. Like build my language. Mm -hmm. And I don't, there's something Mm -hmm. also to to be said about this that I was going to wait till later, but I'll say it right now. Magic. Your brain is freaking magic. There are things that we don't understand that mm-hmm. are just like, how could two of us with looking at the areas where we struggle the most and then just naturally have chosen things that mm-hmm. are going to build that up? Matt, you've written a blog about that in the far and distant path. Like, not only did you play instruments, but it's why you were a multi-instrumentalist. It was your ADHD serving you to kind of pick yeah. things up and it, at least become proficient. How very proud right. of you. Right. Right? Yeah. It's the jack of all yes. trades, master of none of yes. you. That's interesting. So I am not a master of any one of the instruments. There is always a point where I, not for boredom, simply because I wanted more and more, I feel like maybe th- what this is really saying is learn and practice one instrument. Pick mm-hmm. one that really inspires and interest that's the other thing is motivation when yeah. you when you have ADHD and you can get into the hyper focus you can really work on 
building the area. But the funny thing is, Matt, I was like, oh, of course, Matt does that already. So this is so interesting because we're adults and we took this test. And it could be that all of us started like in the way low, below average mm -hmm. in the work we mm -hmm. have been doing oh, on yeah, the yeah, things yeah. Right, here, right, like right. reading the books, playing D&D, &D, playing the instruments have gotten us to just within average. Mm. All that work we've been doing has brought us up from really struggling with it to like being able to function. Yeah. And you want to, uh, all of us, everybody wants to be like above average. Let's get up there. But like you yeah. have to celebrate yeah. when you start like in the mud and you like pull yourself up to like sitting in a chair and you're like, but I want to <laughs> run. And you're like, okay, but you were in the mud. Okay. Right. <laughs> At ADHD 20, we celebrate mediocrity. Hard. Celebrate it hard. Celebrate it hard. <laughs> I've reached goals. Like, we've all got so many goals. It's the process of sitting with somebody yeah. and really listening and saying, okay, this is where you are. This doesn't work for you. You love this. Let's find something together right. that is sustainable and works for you mm -hmm. and gets that needle moving, which makes you feel good. It empowers you. You're like, I can... I can do this. Yeah. I want everyone that ever listens to this podcast, this episode, to take to be able to take this test. I really do. <laughs> I do too. And I know that they can't. However, Sarah, if they wanted to work with you as a person yes. and to to glean your knowledge and delight and joy and excitement uh, and, yeah. and experience, how would they get in touch with you to start that relationship? Oh my gosh, that's so nice of you. Because I am trying to build that. Because I have ADHD, I have been focusing on my jewelry business, Cosmic Octopus Creations, Ooh. and just was have been building and focusing a lot on that. But now I'm shifting to the coaching, mentoring, executive functioning. And I probably will eventually change this, but you can find me online. Sarah Mobley, I'm all over those things. Okay. And then my email, which I'll give out, is... Albina Tritina at gmail.com. It's spelled crazy. So A L B I N A T R I T I N A. And if you're like, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? It is my great great grandmother's name. Mm -hmm. And she's buried in the cemetery <gasps> up the street. That's right. That's right. From oh. your Chicago can. Right. Didn't wow. know. Bought a house close to my great-great-grandmother's grave. <laughs> so many things. Similarly with y'all, I am all about figuring out this ADH thing together yeah. in, in accordance and community with others and, and saying, you're great the way you are. And whatever you, you are. want to do, yeah. you're going to be great at that, too. <laughs> it's true. She is the best at that. There is no one I know but that, can, that, that, that is better at that uh. than you. Not one person. Um, and and it has been such an amazing, amazing gift that you came on this podcast. I, I'm so thankful for the moment it. I you heard it. I was like, <gasps> and, and I do want you all, since I've come and talked to you about your all of these, your brain, yeah. maybe you can play D&D with me. <gasps> yes. yes. Play more, play more, play Hard more, yes. play more. I am so... Happy, privileged, and grateful to have finally gotten to meet my new best friend. Uh, that's fantastic. Like, oh my god! So Y'all are gonna be peas in a pod. pod. We're gonna be out here like some blue-haired old ladies in our loud colors with our big yes. glasses, like, just <laughs> embracing every single quirk and forgetting yeah. about partying the rest on the for street the and being like, "Love your life, people!" Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, Sarah, yeah. we love you and your energy and everything that you bring and will continue to bring. Yeah. Thank you so much for, you know, shedding your sparkle. Uh, Thank you so I love your community on Discord. I there's just think I think everybody that you are in your beautiful dancing tornadoes of life, <laughs> drawing in, <laughs> magnetizing to yourselves, and they're dancing with you. And I mean, me too. And the tornado, the dancing tornado sounds like a high school dance core team. I think we should start one. I think we're gonna start Since one. Dance is one because of the I things. need to. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. If you're not a dancing tornado. What are you even doing with your life? <laughs>